Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode 45 with Zeph Malik on how to maximize cost and time to market with ASIC testing and qualification. Hi, this is Marty McCurdy with Behind the Screen, our podcast here today. We have Zeph Malik again uh, to roll out our next episode on our ASICs. Zeph, welcome to the show again. Welcome. Thank you. So you and I always get into a long conversation. I'll try to be more pointed this time. So basically, the the last episode, we talked about uh, foundry services, packaging, the advantages of ASIC, the reduction in power, the adding designs in on the same silicon, et cetera. But at the end of the day, our uh, I say our, I'll look at you, your gifts to uh, the industry is that whatever was able to walk in our door we were able to test now when any test engineer that's listening to this might say oh that's bs but basically the skill set that you've always retained and had was we had testers at the last company you had uh, i think we had 47 testers the ability to test what walks in the door is very tricky because let's take uh, anybody i don't care let's take micron they make some of the best memory out there those guys know how to test memory. They don't know how to test ADCs and DACs. They don't know how to test logic or rocket IOs. They don't know all these things, right? And even FPGAs, you've just conquered that in a massive way. So when we talk about an ASIC and the ability to bring in a special design, I think this is probably the most, I don't want to say it's the most important, but certainly it is a big offering for us to be able to test that on our ATEs. So um, I'd like to just pick your brain a little bit on the test side and you know where the advancements are in testers that you own, et cetera, that allow us to have this core capability. Testing an ASIC is by far an easy benchmark for us because you have access to the designer you have access to the physical design methodology. You have an understanding of the customer's application. You have the output coming out of the design in terms of what the test pattern generation or what the functional timing and the, uh, and, and the logic would, would, would look like. And, and I look back, I think we have deployed more ASICs combined at at our current company, my previous company, STS, or prior to that, than possibly any other product. So our approach is very simple. Once we know that we are gonna go work with an ASIC company mainstream, our ability to write an interface to where we take the output where the designer leaves off and take his output as our input to the tester in machine language and convert that machine language into a test program is our strength. So what we do is we write custom translators, compilers, and cross-compilers to facilitate the time to market for ASICs. So there is no challenge that I think in today's marketplace of our equipment superiority that we cannot solve or we cannot tackle. But I love the ASICs because if we are going to produce the ASICs, if we have control on the design output, the design files, the design uh, you know, formulation, and 
the designer is able to give us the ATPG, the automatic test pattern generation capabilities out of the design. All we do is we will basically make in a new hardware and, and in a few days, we are ready to put it on the tester and start the debug. So the world is automated, the world is electronic, our test patterns uh, would be all driven by the simulation. So basically what our job now more is to verify simulation versus actual rather than debugging a standard product and trying to do something new every time a unique setup this thing becomes a cookie cutter routine for us and and it can be automated so i love asics uh, they are the time to market deployment for us for the customer and i believe that test quick validation is a quick success model of deliverance to the marketplace uh, and uh, and it's exciting and you know I welcome that that challenge. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was up at your place the other day and and I was in awe. So just a little history. You were so gracious to give me a couple million bucks one time to go by the uh, CGA line at IBM in Bromont, and I learned so much from just watching IBM's ability to improve a process over 14 years, especially since money was no object, right? They had everything. But I remember the CGA that they had as a demo in the front lobby was about a six inch by six inch slab of ceramic and it had a couple thousand CGAs on it. And the other day on your test floor, and we won't give away any details, but I saw for the first time a, a BGA that you were testing that had what, Three thirty-five hundred. I forget it how was much. A, it was excess of five thousand. Five thousand balls. Yes. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, this world is totally new to everybody. Well, I mean, the, five thousand balls. This is come exciting on. time. It is no longer the chip market. It is a system and a package system and a chip market. So the system of yesterday, uh, the chip of yesterday, is now into a system today, and this is where we are headed. And that's the beauty when you're designing it and that is where I really believe that the applications are best suited because you can just keep on adding, integrating, the feature size of the process is improving. In the old days we used to have a million transistors and it used to be an ah. Today you have a billion transistors and it's no-brainer. So, uh, so it's just, you know, this is how technology progresses and this is where, uh, you know, every fine day, uh, you know, Moore's Law come into place where every next year we make twice the complexity uh, mm -hmm. of a product that we added the previous year. Yeah, it is it is exciting, really is, to, to see the advancements coming again, right? Like it's leap yearing, right? That's how I call it. And I think that uh, the way that we're positioned here at Spirit, we've got such a great offering. You've uh, always had this full turnkey, which we've integrated here to offer something and we upped our ante by giving adding distribution to that model which is a big piece so that we can control that part of the supply chain as well and i i believe that our ability to have a, a screen and qualification lab uh, here is is also key right so even though it's an application specific ic and we're electrically testing it, the part still needs a screen and qual, right? And that is also totally in our wheelhouse. So it needs, still needs a static and dynamic burn-in. It still needs a HAST. It still needs uh, you know, temp cycle. It still needs a precondition. We have to do a life test. And all of that is just so inclusive here at Spirit that 
really if somebody was looking for this turnkey, this is the, the solution we have. Yeah. I mean, the world today demands everything plug and play. Gone are the days that you give the customer half a chip and you expect the customer to do the other half. Our responsibility as a distributor is to enable the deployment and acceptance and adaptation of the new chip or the new ASIC onto the customer's board. What that means is not only are we going to do the design, the packaging and all that, we also have to give, give the customer the confidence that from a quality processing, infant mortality removal, burn-in, life test, we are giving the customer a, a part that they don't have to spend years trying to accept. We will give them uh, the same part number with a new dash number or a new part number. They modify their, their, uh, their spec and they are ready to start using that device. So if we can save the customers millions and millions of dollars in qualification cost, time cost, time to market, and give them a supply mitigation issue with an enhancement in performance, we believe that is how we will enable. And uh, so technology today is no longer about giving the user or a customer a chip. We want to give them a plug and play, fully functional device that is ready to be used the day they receive it without any secondary testing, validation, qualification testing, or any value added up screening. Great. I, I think another thing you touched on, and, and I think also if we could maybe go back to a little bit, is to get to that place so quickly and easily like we're talking about. It's not the old, the qual that everybody does, uh, the, the cheap quals, what are they called? Uh, PEMSQUAL. PEMSQUAL. Yeah, PEMSQUAL. I couldn't come up with it. So, you know, aside from that, I think one of the things that you touched on earlier was the simulation versus actual, right? Because that's how you kind of secure and, and guarantee the performance of these things coming off of a production line, right? That they are exactly as, as designed is through the simulation. I mean, what we will do is basically, honestly, uh, we are doing a real service rather than... Uh, and I hate to use the word a rubber stamping using a sampling or a PEM quals. Mm -hmm. Once you have demonstrated that the actual is matching simulation and simulation has been verified, you know everything works the way it is supposed to work, why would you want to do anything else? <laughs> and if we are going to do all the reliability qualification and the screening, and inherently when your product has more reliability, why in the world would you have to do anything different except just use the device and be guaranteed this thing is going to work the first time around? That is what we are in the solutions business. That is what we want to deliver. We believe that secondary distraction of going to multiple sources and multiple qualification does not add any value. If anything, it compromises the supply chain and the integrity of the product. Right. Yes, I think uh, you mentioned infant mortality. I remember we gave a paper, I gave it for you uh, a couple years back when we were at STS, and the, it w and the language was, it was all about uh, burn-in, because we, you know, when we touch these big FBGAs and the big power draw they have, the challenges in, it, in bringing them up to speed, or I'm sorry, up to temperature, it's about taking the heat away, right? So if we're doing a burn-in, we have to mitigate the heat that's, that's being generated by the fact that they're just 
physically on. So that was, uh, you know, I think you patented it. it. was a great solution to do that. But I remember you said uh, that back in the day, Intel was like, the, the solution is get out of burn-in, right? Exactly. So trying to get out of burn-in, I think that really became some of the very sophisticated tier ones that we have. They took that to heart and some of the infant mortality that we talk about, they literally burn-in didn't go for 240 hours. They did 72 or whatever to eliminate that infant mortality but then again like you say we're not using up the life of the part in this process of you know a 1959 spec that needs to be updated exactly i mean we obviously cannot change the way the specs are formulated but engineering deliverance and deployment time has come when we are testing an asic you don't need burn-in because if we have done a comprehensive electrical test at temperature at full frequency and everything there is nothing else you need to know if, if commercial and, and foundries are guaranteeing infant mortality in parts per million is the new threshold, if burn-in is designed to eliminate a 5% fallout, there is no concept of 5% in the commercial marketplace. Commercial allows 0.005% <laughs> of a fallout. So we, we can pedigree, we can select, we will be able to guarantee uh, in the ASICs uh, deliverance not only a more reliable product, but pedigree and lot distribution and lot reliability with comprehensive testing. So the concept there is designed for manufacturability, DFM inside the ASIC, testing it correctly, packaging correctly with in-process controls, and we believe that the product would be ready for even a space level application without doing any secondary validation. Right, no, that, that's key, right? That really is key uh, because that is our business. We're here, we do radiation testing, uh, we can manage the beam sources, but really it's the pre and post electricals that we have the advantage of uh, on our big ATEs. And I think that when, you know, back in the day also when people used to talk about an ASIC immediately, it was a cost constraint, right? But now it's actually, the way that, that things can be designed and our ability to test at wafer, store wafers, you know, only deliver, you know, completed packages for how many they need a year or whatever. All of these solutions are ways that um, to enable somebody to be able to afford an ASIC one and for two is longevity of, of that product for them in the life cycle of the part. So Indeed. coming in, yeah, so coming in testing at wafer level, and if people aren't aware of that, that's something that certainly can be done beforehand. We have to write the test program anyway. So really the only difference between a wafer test and the package test is a little bit of hardware. And if you're going to the expense of writing that test program, you might as well start at wafer, then you can build out you know, the parts that are, have already been binned, basically we can speed bin, temperature bin, you know, whatever they want. But that's something that, you know, we get into the conversation, but only after we're deep in past the design exactly. stage. I mean, the, the ASIC brings a, a superiority of use, primarily based on conceptual and the use. But if you honestly look at the tier one suppliers, the suppliers in the military aerospace and defense marketplace that were cutting edge always had the success of ASIC deployment for doing enhancement and superiority in what they delivered. I look back 40 years ago, Northrop Grumman was doing ASICs when the entire world was doing standard products. Mm -hmm. That gave them the superiority, that gave them the ability to embed their source, that gave them the ability to put the radiation circuitry they wanted, the error correction they wanted, all at the design. 
And that comparative advantage and performance advantage is critical for business success. So not only is it economics of, of supply chain and pricing and uh, volume, there is a whole lot of strategic advantage when an organization is able to engineer a roadmap into a product deliverance and build upon it. And that is where success comes in. And let's, you know, be looking forward to enabling that success. Yeah, for sure. The product roadmap, I mean, that's the key language, right? I mean, we're talking to a lot of our local senator offices and things like that on the CHIPS Act, you know, trying to get manufacturing back here. But really, our, our play here to solve just about every aspect of the the supply chain from from wafer to package substrate assembly test screen qual it is all inclusive so that that manufacturing is all in one place and it's all US based and it's it's fairly easy be easily and affordably obtainable so that's really the the message that we're trying to get out here with our ASIC program. Absolutely. This is welcome back to America. Yeah. And this thing is coming back, <laughs> and there's no reason why we cannot do and deliver to uh, and uh, bring in what I believe to be forward-looking commercial best practices and through our understanding deploy and deliver not only just a component but make it cheaper, faster, more reliable, and you control your own destiny in intellectual property. Yeah, uh, exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, it coming all coming back after so many years. Yeah, me too. It's our next chapter, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me again today, uh, wrapping up our ASIC episodes. And uh, this is Marty with Spirit Electronics and Zef Malik thank you. on Behind the Screen. Thanks, Zef. Thank you. Thanks for listening with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.